The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And I tell everybody, once I take you down, it's going to be a long night. I'm not just saying that for fluff, man. That's it. No, 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 please, no. All right, so the referee has called an end to the fight. I'm here to be the next big thing. Miranda is the man. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are uh, going to be joined today by Aljamain Sterling, the bantamweight champ. Is, is going to join us. And uh, we also have uh, Miranda Maverick, who I know you were very high on, Matt, who had a really very uh, decisive win over Jillian Roberts, uh, Robertson uh, this weekend. So uh, I guess we should uh, get started because Aljo is joining us quickly. Um, yeah. Where should we start, Matt? Where, where do well, you want to start? I was going to say, you know, you said Miranda Maverick uh, had that victory. Yeah. You know, she fought uh, Dean Robinson's uh, protege. Uh, Julian Roberts. Dean Thomas's, right? Did you say Dean yeah. Robertson? No, I, I, I'm almost a hundred. Oh, okay, you probably did. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, Julian Robertson. Yeah. I might. Did I say Dean? Rob- no, I said Dean Thomas. You might not have. I might have just heard it. Um, I will meet. Listen, sometimes I can mumble. That's la, okay. la, la, la. <laughs> I'm going to start doing those Ron Burgundy exercises before air. Do you sure. do any exercises for your throat or anything? Yeah, well, that's I mean, none that I'm going to say here. <laughs> Aljo, how are you? Hey, what's happening? Sorry, I'm Funk screaming. Master. Funk master. look how professional you look with your, is that your Vegas studio? What is that? No, nah, I'm back in, uh, I'm back in New York. You're back you in are. New York? Wait, yeah. you, know, you were just in Florida over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. With uh, a corner of the guys. Good. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. It was a good weekend for the team. I mean, these guys went down there. And if you look on my Instagram, I, I put a, I posted a clip of, uh, of Justin, Justin. Uh, yeah, Justin Kidd. What's Justin's last name? Montavalo, Montavalo, Monta- Montalvo, Montavo. Yeah, I kill every. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, I can't pronounce it. Montavo's like, a tough name. Early. But anyway, would you? Would you say Montavo's a tough name? Montavo's not that yeah. bad. No, I know. I, I, call, him, yeah, I call him Kid. Everybody calls him Justin Kidd. But uh, 
He looked, hey man, he finished that shit. He dropped him with a fucking body shot. He was just working that body like nobody. I love that, Jimmy. Not like that. Not like rah rah, but like raging. Look like raging bull. Like papa. I love the way he goes to the body. That kid. No fun, master. He's dirty, man. The kids. The kids an animal. He puts in a lot of work in the gym, and especially his body work when he's sparring. Man, it's very very fun to watch and. uh I think a lot of the guys are like that, man. They bang and they get their good work in. So he puts his time in the gym. The only thing I was nervous about when I saw his opponent, I was like, this kid is yoked. <laughs> Just as in the back screaming. He's like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> you know, we're just like, everyone in the back's just staring. I'm like, yo, what's going on right now? But um, yeah. he went out, he performed, he put on a show and everyone loved it. When he was saying, I'm sick of this shit, was he yeah. sick of it for what? <laughs> the fact that he's fighting a yoked dude or the fact that he's, Sometimes people, Jimmy, sometimes people deal with their nerves before a fight yes. differently. So yep. was that what it was that what it was, Aljo? I think so. I would say so. That's just him like getting in the zone and getting mentally ready, like, yeah, I'm about to get into a fight. I'm sick of this shit. It's time to go. <laughs> you know what it is? He's still a young kid. We call him the kid, but he's still he's only 24 years old, but he's been fighting since he's 16. And the guy's got like 32 pro fights, like between kickboxing, boxing, and MMA. And uh and MMA is amateur record. He's got a lot of fights, man. So Anyway, listen, we're going to talk about the fights this weekend, but listen, Aljo, you ch- how does it feel? Now, it's weird because the the way you got it, it's a little sh- like stranger. Actually, it's the strangest because I don't think it ever happened before. But you first, know, normally it's like, yo, how did winning the belt, like, how does it feel? How has it changed your life? How are things differently now? Changed my life? I mean... Uh, how have things changed? Not changed your life yet. I'm not saying you're out buying a fucking yacht. I'm saying, like, you know, I mean, how are things differently? I, I mean, I'm sure your phone's fucking ringing. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages and stuff like that. Um, And everyone's called me champ now, which is pretty hilarious because just like the whole circumstance, like rules are the rules. I mean, I did win by technicality. Yeah. Um, There's still a round to go in the fight. And uh, I won in the, one of the most bizarre ways possible. <laughs> or someone that should have known the rules, but uh, it is what it is, man. Um, that's pretty much the only difference in terms of how things have changed. Other than that, I'm still living the same old life, same old guy. I mean, I did spend a little bit of money this time. Yeah. I bought a couple of nice things for myself and my fiance. We bought some uh, matching Balenciagas, and I, I normally don't do stuff like that. What but, are Balenciagas? Um, they're the shoes that look like socks. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey. Cardi B always talks about it in her, in her rap songs. And um, yeah, I, I want to see what the hype was about. I, you know, I made a little bit of money, some good money. And uh, I want to uh, right. treat myself for one. So I treated my fiance and myself and uh, made my investments first and foremost. So all my younger fighters, make sure you're making your investments yeah. first. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's just something nice to buy yourself. You know, it's nice to, you know, have some balance. It was pretty obvious to me too. There were people questioning how hurt you were, which I thought was so silly because it was very obvious to me that that was not how you wanted to win the belt. It was so obvious to me when you walked out that you were very upset at having won it that way. It was very, very, I don't know how anybody thought any different. What kills me is I get that people were upset about how I paraded around, supposedly paraded around after the fight, which I didn't do. I was with my friends and family. They posted pictures. I'm I'm not defending myself anymore. I really don't care. At this point, it's either you get it or you don't. If you want to be an idiot about it, then be an idiot about it. I'll just be a troll about it then. Um, I've seen other people get fouled for less, less damage, and not continue. This kid had my head down. I couldn't see where I was going, and I got blasted with the knee. But I'm 
how can you act that? I, I have no idea. Then now I'm getting tweets. Oh, Stipe got up faster from a punch from Mangano. You fought a guy who's 135 pounds. <laughs> you still so, a knee to the head, though. It's still a knee it, to a downed head. You were still it, not ready for a knee. It's silly, man. It's silly. It's like, let me do that to you. Look, look at all the other people who've quit from lesser strikes, stuff that bounced off their arm and then hit them in the head and then he quit. But I'm I'm the quitter and I'm the actor. I don't I don't get it. I think if anything, for me to be that tired, and I know why I was that tired, but for me to be that tired and still keep coming forward the entire fight, push I was the one pushing the pace of the fight. You could say he tripped me and did whatever, but every time he did a little trip, I got right back up and I was right back in his face throwing combinations. Oh, the combinations didn't do anything. I don't care. I'm I'm the one that's scoring points. I ate his toughest shots and I think he got frustrated and uh, he didn't know what to do with me. I was eating his best strikes, man. And uh, he decided to go for that. You can't get. Listen, I mean, it's weird because you got attention before this because, you know, look where you're at. You know what I mean? You're fighting for the title. Yeah. But now you're getting a lot of negative like it's all these trolls coming at you. I hope don't get consumed by this bullshit. You know who you are. Like, you know of what I course. mean? I hope you're not reading. The, I mean, because that's the one reason why I got off Twitter. I'm not saying for anybody else to, but I did that shit ages ago because I'm always like, yo, there's just so many people just saying such negative shit just to try to hurt you. It's like, why do I even got to deal with that shit? But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, this is the one thing I do know is that the worst thing as a fighter and even worse as a champion or it. it it basically the worst thing is not winning or losing in a position where you're at. It's, it's, it's nobody talking about you. That's the horror. That's the worst thing. Cause nobody cares. If nobody cares. You could, you know, it, it's, it doesn't, you know, if you don't bring any attention, there's a lot of attention because of this. It's not like it's one, cause this never happened before. And two, it wasn't a boring fight up until that point. I mean, it's a, it was a good fight. It was one of those things is all right. How is this going to end? You came out strong when like strong and then, you know, got a little winded, whatever it was. It, you know, we have another round to go round and a half. So it's like, it's a nail biter. And then the ending, you know, it puts you in a position where all eyes are going to, you know, this rematch is going to be huge. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what's fascinating is that people aren't scolding him and he's the one He's the moron that committed the foul right. in a championship level fight. And then people are saying you sh- shouldn't win the belt. So I should just get the DQ win, but I shouldn't win the belt. I mean, if you're in the championship finals and you mouth off to the ref and then he gives you a tech, vi- a tech violation, you know, the rules. Yeah. And now this, the team sh- is a tied game in overtime and you have to shoot the free throw and you make it. You just lost your, your team, the game. He just lost himself. The championship lost himself a pay-per-view buy-ins and all this stuff so now i get to reap the rewards for his stupidity i mean i'm not looking at social media as as a platform to not have fun man at the end of the day i think people who know me and and follow me they know i like to have fun on social media yeah they know i like to troll i'm very active with the fans whether it's good or bad and um I think that's what makes me different than everybody else. I think I got thick skin. You know, I've, I've been in the fire before. So it's like, I don't know you. So for your words, you're trying to hurt my feelings. You can't hurt my feelings based on how I've grown up. I've had my feelings hurt well before this and it's hardened me, you know? So there's nothing anyone can say that I don't know. That's going to make me feel bad about myself. I'm a pretty confident guy at this point in my life, you know? So, uh, I'm going to have fun with social media and no one's going to make me feel bad about going on it. If you want to write a bunch of chicken emojis on my thing, I'm going to write, duck emojis or whatever and tell you I love cats and tell you I love dogs and 
you're just going to be like, well, what do I even say to this guy? There's nothing you can say that could bother me. So I don't know you. I don't know you. Just if you want to hate on me, hate on me. If you want to appreciate what I do, it's not easy to get to a championship level in a fight, you know? So the fact that I even put myself in that position says a lot. So the people who know, they're going to respect it. And the people who don't, they're just going to sit there and be haters and doing whatever they're doing with their life. And I don't give a shit. I don't know you. Probably never going to meet you. It doesn't hurt me. And it, well, and it wasn't even, this is not an eye poke. This is not one of those things where you're up against the cage, your, your hand is up, your hand is down. You were down, I mean, really down. And the, the yeah. referee even said to him, he's down. Or, or he's a down. Like, I mean, it was a really fucking flagrant. I can't think of a more damaging thing to do to a guy than a knee to the head. Um, so for the most severe thing you can do to a person in a very, very obvious foul, he just fucked up. I mean, again, I don't think he meant to. It was just in the middle of a fight. He fucked up and uh, he did something terrible and stupid and it cost him the fight. But I don't think there's any question. It's a shitty, flagrant foul. It was a really obvious thing. Yeah, ex- especially because the ref told him he was down. I was right. down and he waited a couple of seconds before he decided to throw the knee. So I was like, I'm anticipating that I got to get up smart. So this is what's going through my head. I'm like, don't get neat in the head. You got to get up smart. And then the one thing I was trying to avoid, I get blasted with anyway. I'm like, this kid is a, this kid's a fucking moron. That's, that's all I could think. Cause it's like, he, he, there's multiple ways he could have analyzed the situation. He was super close to me. He could have backed up, extended his arms. He could have looked around fight IQ. You could have done anything you wanted to let the fight play out. And if you really think you were going to win, I mean, I've seen, Misha Tate come back and choke out Holly Holm after being dominated for four and a half rounds, you know? So if people want to count me out, they can count me out. But at the end of the day, I wasn't quitting in there. I was the one pushing the guy back and I was the one pushing the tempo of the fight. It's as simple as that. I mean, you could watch it. You could say the guy was ragdolling you. Say whatever you want. The cage was like I was on ice skates the entire time. I couldn't get my feet underneath me to get takedowns. I'm slipping all over the place. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this probably looks so bad, but I'm laughing about it. But I'm like, I'm like, all I could do is get up and go forward and try to eliminate the, the thoughts of watching that by putting on more volume. And that's all I could do. Was his takedown defense a little better than you thought? I started to he, he, no, he had a little bit better no. takedown defense than I expected. Oh, you expected it? Zero. No. What do you mean? I train, with, I train with guys way bigger than him, way stronger than him, that can actually wrestle. I'm not saying he's incompetent. What I'm saying is his defense is a basic wizard and you grab the wrist. I deal with that all day long in training and people are like, oh, you thought it was better. I'm like, hell no. I've, I take down bigger guys. I've taken down guys who wrestle from Dagestan. It's like, I, these are the guys I'm getting to train with. So for people to even think that this guy who's smaller than me is giving me a, a physical problem, it's a joke. I could, you can watch the tape and see my feet slide. Even this past weekend, you see guys throwing head kicks. You see guys going for takedowns. They're sliding. They can't get their feet underneath them. Unless you blast them off their feet cleanly, it's hard. because once. And, I, and not to take anything away from Engano, but even that fight, when Stipe shot in, he tried to take him down, and Engano sprawls. His toes are in the ground, and they're not flat. When your feet go flat in a wrestling mat, you slide against the canvas but his toes were pointed down and he was still sliding backwards. So anyone who knows and can see what they're looking at, they're going to be able to understand like, ha, there is something wrong with the cage that's going on. That's making it more difficult for anyone who utilizes good footwork or takedowns where they get extended and they try to knee slide in because you, you just can't get the power to drive and like a fulcrum drive them up underneath them because gravity is just keep pushing them away because of the cage and how slick it is. But the spray is supposed to make it drier. But for some reason, it's more slick than it's ever been. And I, Matt, my UFC debut, I complained about that to you guys. And uh, ever since then, I poured water on the canvas, never had a problem. 
but all of a sudden now I can't, I can't even get my feet underneath me to get a takedown. Is that, is that real life? That's, a, that's a joke, man. It's a joke. Shit, man. I don't know. I'm going with three different guys. I'm sparring with three different bodies. I'm going pushing a pace like that first round, all five rounds. There's nothing different other than I couldn't get my feet underneath. I'm not saying the guy is a scrub, but dude, I should have been able to get way more than one takedown. I shouldn't have him kick my leg and me falling on my ass. Like, like I have no equilibrium or any type of balance. That, it was just super weird. Is anybody else like saying it? Like, I mean, I'm not saying Usman, I'm Usman did. who else said it. Usman did. Usman said it too. Interesting. Yeah. The Casey Kenny fight, Dominic Cruz. Look at those guys slipping. Kevin Holland throwing head kicks, falling on his ass. And this past weekend, I forgot who was throwing a spinning kick. Uh, O'Malley even fell a couple of times. And even against those situations, I think Jillian Robertson versus um, Miranda Maverick, there was some situations where she couldn't have a footing underneath her either, man. It's just, it's just a catch 22 because if you're a stationary fighter, you do well. But if you're a fighter that uses a lot of drive, I push, I keep my legs away from me so I can drive into the ground and put a lot of body weight on my opponent. This way it's heavy. If I get too close, then they get more, more room for them to move alongside the cage where if my feet are out further away, I can drive further and get more leverage because my legs are long for the weight class yeah. and I can keep you pinned against the cage for way longer. People could call it an excuse all you want, but I know what's what, and I know the adjustments I need to make now knowing going forward, if, if the cage is going to be like that, I know what to expect. And it's just going to make it a little bit easier for me to make some adjustments. That's, that's just, well, that's all I can do. Control what I can control. Yeah. What were you, what were you feeling to Alger when you, you take the knee and I, and you, you know, you're laying there and you looked very upset. What, what was your like mental process? Were you thinking, all right, I'm going to get up. And then you're like, Oh, this is like, I'm incapacitated or what was your mind doing? And how did that progress while you were laying there for that couple of minutes? Well, the first thing I thought was like, well, did I just get need in my head? Like I, I felt like, Big flash of white light. Um, I felt disoriented for sure. It was definitely like the floor was like a little bit like. Woo, woo, woo. So I went to I try to stand up, but they told me to sit back down. So I sit down and I laid down and then everything kind of calmed down. So I was like, how much? I think I asked them how much time did I have left? Because I want to try to see if I could recover because I knew it was going to go to uh, no contest. So in my head, if it goes to a no contest, I, I don't think Dana's giving me a, a, a rematch for he's probably at least what I think. I've seen Dana do this before. We know what that how that fight was going to play out. It wasn't looking good for Sterling in the fourth round. We know how the fight was going to play out in the next round. He was fading. He was fading bad. And, I, and that's all I was thinking about. I was just thinking that he's not going to give me a shot to get redemption for an illegal strike that this guy threw. It's going to be a no contest and they're going to move on to the, uh, the next guy. So those are all the things I was thinking about. So when they announced that I won, that's where the shock came from. I was like, wait, how the hell did I win? I didn't think that was going to be the case whatsoever. That's, you know, that's fucking great. So listen, that's why I don't, I don't want to mention names. I don't like to get anybody any more attention than they should get. But there's a certain retired ref that BJ oh, sucks. Listen. He sucks, man. Why are you fucking <laughs> Jimmy what? sucks? Jimmy. Well, I don't want to say his name. BJM. Jimmy, you're a <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, I, didn't say I don't like to draw attention to the to people. I don't like to give them any more views and whatever fucking level. Absolutely. But the guy thinks he's bigger than the sport. He, listen, ax big, ax big G, hashtag ax big J BGM. I'm like, who does listen, that? Like, are guy, you a ref or are you a like celebrity? I don't understand. Hey, how about this? 
if fucking Keith Hackney from UFC number four wanted to say that shit <laughs> on his podcast, he fought a sumo wrestler back in the fucking that, you know, horse race, he almost broke his arm. Fuck, he, Keith Hackney run with it. Guy had a mullet. <laughs> he had a mullet. He gave a rich hand to a fucking sumo wrestler. Listen, he didn't, listen, that's not him talking. That's a guy that was really close to the action, like this close for a long time. He never took that knee. All right. So he never took a knee. I don't know. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I, don't I, I can't stand that guy. I can't stand that fucking just so the ego on this guy to talk like that. And not only that, if this sounds like I'm being harsh, he's trying to take away your man card. He's talking yes. about a friend of mine saying, oh, look, man, I don't know. Man, I'm not saying he's acting, but uh, really, dude, you're saying something, obviously, that you shouldn't be saying as a guy that was never fucking fighting in there. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Alge, what did he say? He was implying that you didn't uh, implying that it wasn't a legitimate uh, that you weren't legitimately as hurt as you said. Yeah, he, he applied a couple of things. And then when I called him out for the disqualification rule, I'm like, when has there ever been fights that call for disqualification? Like, what do I need to do to be disqualified in a fight? Apparently, I could poke you in the eye, kick you in the balls multiple times and just get a hard warning. They don't enforce the rules. So what's the point? Like, I always said, like, People were taking my tweet that I said uh, maybe like a one or two years ago and they were saying it, but I was saying you're kind of agreeing with what I'm saying. What, I, what I'm saying is you're better off just cheating because you're, you're not going to get penalized for it. So it's like, why not take the free eye poke? Why not take the low blow shot? It's just like, if these guys are going to keep letting us get away with it. And this past weekend, guess what? Justin, the kid Montalvo got kneed in the head for when he was down on one knee, same thing. And Al and I, we all freaked out in the corner, start cursing, we were, we were infuriated just because it just happened to me. And this kid, I'm pretty sure he watches MMA and probably saw the fight and does the same exact thing. Justin's in the same exact position as me. He needs this kid and he needs Justin in the fucking head. I was so livid. I'm like, yo, were you fucking moron? Like just people are just, you get in the moment of the fight and you just forget, like we're not in a street fight and the ref didn't take a point. What that was we the doing? first round, Aljo? What, what round First round. First round. I missed the first round. How did that round go, by the way? I'll... You know, the Justin down, he had Justin's back. He went for a couple of chokes. Justin defended. He got a deep guillotine choke. Justin defended. He got out, lit him up. And then uh, he went for another takedown. They got stuck on the cage. And then uh, Justin, he grabbed Justin's neck. Justin went down to a knee. So he didn't get kneed in the head. And this kid blasted him in the head with the knee. And the ref stops it. Doesn't take a point. But just good thing Justin actually had his hand up. So, you know, it wasn't a, a clear cut, clean shot like it was for mine. But I, I not to switch guys. I love hearing. I love hearing that about him escaping those positions because this kid does that. Justin's been, uh, he's been like kickboxing grown men since he's like 16, 17. Yeah. And, but and he's wiry on the floor. But he 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 rolls with all our high level guys at, at my academy, and he's oh he's he's not in that quick tap quick tap club. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. <laughs> it looks like his neck snapping in half from a rear naked, and he's fucking still looking him in the face and getting out. And so I love hearing <laughs> that. He used that in a fight, you know what I mean? Because when he stands up, he's as relaxed as they come. Yeah. He's, Jimmy, look at my Instagram after this. I'm telling you, you're going to like it, you know, because I just, I don't know. It makes me happy. But anyway, the Nia, listen, Aljo, let's get to some positive shit. Where do we go from here? When is this rematch happening? Do we do we have any idea? Um. Well, in December, I was having some really chronic neck issues again which is something i've been always talking about for years now it's, it's almost every single fight I, I deal with this and it gets progressively worse 
Okay. After the fight in December, December 12th, when we were originally supposed to fight, I was going to get the surgery done for my neck. Postponed it, took some time off, had the wrestling match. Didn't really wrestle for that match because I didn't want to hurt my neck any further. And then tied the wrestling match, got ready for the second training camp. We had the fight. He slammed me on my head, which I probably should not have let him done. I probably could have done some things to not get slammed on my head in that first round where he dumped me. He dumped me pretty good. That oh. I would give him some credit because I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I just let him like lift me up and dump me up. like that probably looked really bad. And it did. I, <laughs> I felt it, you know, yeah. And uh, when he needed me in the head after the adrenaline came down and a couple of days went by, I tried to work out, like try to hit pads. And uh, my tricep was just firing in a weird way where it was like twitching. It felt weird. It was hurting. Um, so that was all I did. And then the next day I tried to do pushups and I couldn't. So then I tried to do pull-ups and I couldn't and I got, I got checked out and I'm starting to get some muscle weakness and some atrophy in my, my left arm. So I'm, not, I'm, uh, at that, I'm just laughing like you, 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 you're twitching. You can't do push-ups. It sounds like we're talking about another friend of mine. I know yeah. it's, you can't, it's, you can't do pull-ups. You can't do push-ups. Yeah, I get it. You can't get erections. You're yeah. Like, it was like to be me. You turned into Jim Norton. I'll you, you might be turning into Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were saying Weidman because that's that's how he started. Oh, too. shit. No, that, that means you're turning into a superhero. That'd be a compliment. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, Jimmy, I apologize. Don't. That's the first thing I thought of. I thought he I was, that, I, at first he said the blink in the, the push. I go, I go, you better stop. You know, so, wait, so you can't do it now. This is your your neck or what is the actual? Yeah, mine, I have a disc herniation that's been chronic for, for years now at this point. And uh I don't know if it was maybe the knee or the takedown where I let him dump me on my fucking head like an idiot. Um, one of those or a combination of both probably put me over the edge, man. And uh, if I don't get my muscle back within like the next week, I'm, I'm just going to have to get the surgery done. So we're trying to get it scheduled. And uh, it's just an artificial disc, disc replacement, which takes three months to heal. So I can start doing cardio and stuff like that and uh, probably have a fight within five or six months. So that's that's the plan right now. I want to beat this guy's ass. He deserves an ass whooping. And I want to knee him back in the fucking head. I want to knee this guy back in his fucking head. He deserves a knee to the goddamn head. I mean, I know he was probably pissed off with the flying knee I hit him with. But now, now I got like a vendetta. Like, I have to knee this guy back in his head. I can't wait yeah. for this rematch, Jimmy. Yeah. It'll be so exciting. I mean, Hopefully before the end of the year, yeah. Yeah, you before the end are, of the year. You guys are a good, like, I smell a nice, like, rivalry like that could be going on for a while like i, I you guys are like like polar opposites it's in and, and you're both badasses and you, you know what i mean so i don't know like you're he he's just this hardened russian guy from siberia looks like he's fucking like running in the snow and i don't know man he's i will break you type of guy and you're i must say you 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 you, you got your you got that that charisma just coming out of here from the what happened to the gold chain? Are you bringing that fucking thing back? The big one? I did. I, I wore it. Oh, you did wear it. Oh, yeah. I was wearing it lately. Ray, Ray had it like on. the real expensive stuff. Like, yeah. But anyway, you got that flash about you. You know what I mean? I love it. So it's a good like contrast of styles and even down to the fighting. I don't know. I love it. It's exciting. It's like a, a haggler coming towards a fucking uh, sugar ray. Jimmy, right? <laughs> is, it, is, that, is it just me? I love this, the clash of him and Jan. It's like Drago yeah. and uh, 
Apollo Rocky. Creed, except I'm not going to die. Oh, Apollo. You know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apollo. Dude, yeah, listen to me. Aljo, except I'm I not going to die in there. I 100% was going to say Apollo Creed, but then I remember how that fucking shit ended, and I stopped myself. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was like, oh, he's kind of... And then I was, I, I stopped myself. But anyway, <laughs> Apollo Creed was a bad motherfucker, though. Let's just call it. He had an off night with Drago. And Drago yeah. was fucking... That's a really off night. Usada, hey, he would have... That's uh, a really bad night. He wouldn't have passed no fucking USADA, that, that fucking... No, he would not have. That Dolph Lundgren. No. no. <laughs> I uh, I love the fact that, that Bridget Nielsen, that's where uh, I think Stallone met her. I don't know if it was from that movie or not. Red Sonja? Uh, she sent him naked pictures. That was how they met. At least that's the rumor. Yeah, It's well, so hot. She, she, Bridget <laughs> Nielsen. Oh, my God. She, she was in the movie it. Cobra. Yeah. Oh, was it Cobra she was in? She was in Cobra. Well, she was in Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. He had the worst name ever in that. Marion Cabretti. Ugh. Cobra, Fucking Cobra unwatchable. Was, Co- all I know is they do, the, the, they do like the close-up of the bad guy's lips, and he's like, you're going to die. Wait, you're going to die, pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. say that just the lips. Yeah, and he's fucking that's, that's the, <laughs> fucking creepy. Aljo, you've been. You, I want to tell you guys what I've been watching, and I'm telling you right now, I get so excited when I find a new series. Jimmy, Top Boy. Aljo looks excited. You look. You sit with your coffee. Yeah. You looking at the. I want to know what you're watching. I, come on, man. Porn. I'm really excited about it. Oh, I what? I, I watched. What would you say? You guessed what? Porn. Well, um, well you want to know what else I'm watching? Yes. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Warrior. You ever watch Warrior on fucking? I'm watching on HBO Max. No, anybody? Anybody? No. Warrior. Michael Bisping no. was in, I think, the. Uh, the oh, all right. It's about Chinatown in San Francisco in like 18, like 78, like right after like the Civil War or whatever. So it's just, it, and it's like got this, it's about these Chinese gangs in Chinatown and and like the like the main guy of it, like it's about a like kung fu kind of action. Violent as all heck. Usually the kung fu unrealistic stuff will not it'll turn you off, but not in this. It's kind of like you gotta use disbelief. Look at it like a it's almost like a kung fu slash gunslinger type vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Aljo, you should check it out, man. It's good. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody want to chime in with Warrior? No, no I mean, that, I just can't take another Warrior show. I just can't take another show about. Oh my God. Watch, watch Top Boy. Watch Top Boy. What is Top Boy? You said that. I want to know about Top Boy. No, but... Don't Google that because you will get a lot of results you're not happy with. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. What is what is Top Boy, Aljo? What yeah. show is that? It's like the UK guys, the UK gangster them. I heard that. I heard, and it's different than the other one that I I go in and out of the Peaky Blinders. I go in and out yeah. of the Peaky Blinders. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I never watch that. I'm like, Peaky Blinder. God, I can't. I'm a fucking child. But I, I can't. The word, the name is just, it's embedded in my head. But I'm really, really enjoying Warrior. Guys, give that a shot. I'm telling you. Holy fuck. I love the characters, man. And it's violent as fuck, Aljo. Aljo, you have HBO Max? Nah. <laughs> well, tell the, the 12 guys crashing at your couch in fucking Vegas to chip in. and fucking, <laughs> Everybody chips in a dollar. You got that fucking HBO Max. Hey, did you get, by the way, did you update your posters? That's what I'm trying to see. Aljo has all these great posters behind him of like uh, fights he's been in. Where, where is your most recent uh, one? Do you have that poster yet? Uh, I do, it's, but it's actually in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually you, forgot you it. You have it hanging? Yeah, I want to hang it up now that you mention it. I didn't even realize that. Because they didn't That's give the us one for the, the, uh, 
the St. Hagen fight, I didn't get one. We didn't get one. So I was actually surprised that we had one for this. Why didn't you get one? They just never did posters because that was like the beginning of COVID. I think I fought on the face the first first or second pay-per-view for COVID. Oh, I think the first because Henry Sayudo had one, but I was, yeah. That was like still oh, kind of like no, on the fence. And there was no poster for yours? For us, uh, St. Hagen, no. Okay. What are you what are you doing with the um with your with your Vegas house and your New York house? Are you going like are you doing are you like a, a snowbird, whatever you call that shit? Are you going down in the winter? Are you staying down, are you just going back and forth whenever you feel like it. What do you what's going on with that? Pretty much whenever I feel like it. But I gotta get my my six months in to to keep my residency for Nevada. This way um I just pay Nevada taxes, which is no state income tax. So I save a little bit of money there. Well, not a little bit, a lot of bit. So uh, a lot. that's a, yeah, that's a big help. And uh, I still got my house here in New York. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the Yankees and, and other baseball players will do that. Like in Tampa, yep. because the spring training is down there. So you have to spend X amount of days. It's like one more day there or some yeah. shit than you do. Yeah. And that way you don't have to pay the, how, how do you prove where you are? Airfare will do it, yeah. but, but how do you, no, no, you, it's a lo, if you can prove that you are in one location more, you can claim that as your primary residence and you can pay less tax. I mean, um, how do you prove it just by with airfare receipts? Well, they have to audit you. And um, I think when they audit you, they check like your credit cards and all that and oh, see where you're sure. like making payments and purchases from. And um, that's pretty much the main trick from what I've learned. And uh, I think with the, they might track your, if you try to drive, they might track that. I don't know how hard they go, but that's a possibility. So I'm just going to do it the right way and just get my time in. And um, I enjoy the, the, the weather is a lot nicer during the day in Vegas. So for the wintertime, at least. So that's that's pretty much yeah. what I'm doing. I think Jimmy yeah, was going to tell me. you to lend, lend Puma your credit card out there for like and just start spending out there. Like, that's <laughs> right. You know, just buy, you know, a burger here and there or some shit. Yeah, and then you, know you spend I mean? cash, but they'll ping your cell phone. They'll get you. There's no way in a tech, a, a technology-driven uh, age to hide. You just can't. So yeah, make sure you're in Vegas. Plus, it doesn't suck being in Vegas. It's no, great it's to good, be in Vegas. It's a good time. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch the fights over the weekend? Not not all of them. I was actually just rewatching them now. Uh, the ones that I missed, which was pretty much all of them, except the main event. That's the only one I got. The main event, and I got to watch the Sean O'Malley fight this morning, and um, Jillian Robinson. I watched that one last night. Her and uh, Miranda Maverick. That was a good fight. I was surprised it was um, 30-27 on two scorecards. It should have been 29-28. Um, that shows you, Aljo, that the a lot of times with these these um, these judges, they got very short memories. I think Courtney Casey was a victim of this too recently, where yeah. they'll give you – you can be winning the majority of the round, then they see how the round ends. Because like, that round, shit. I mean, she was controlling her – the majority of that round. And then uh, um, as far as Jillian Robertson was controlling Miranda, yeah, uh, the majority of that round. And then Miranda, you know, uh, weathered it and then got out. And she was pretty fresh when she got out and started trying to lay on her, lay it on her. But she didn't really lay anything clean, as, as I remember. Yeah, I think she yeah. was just going after her. Yeah, so that's what they see. And they gave her the round. Two out of three judges gave her that round. It's crazy. Which was crazy to me. That was almost that was almost a 10 eight in the other way. Uh, 20. Uh, yes. A 10 eight in the other direction where she was all over her until that last whatever it was, maybe 20 seconds. Yeah. Like 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really? So unless she did some bad damage, like beat her up or almost finished her in that 20 seconds. Come on, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that was I, I, that was awful. And there was another one recently where there was a knockout and they told that it was a guy 
And they said, hey, you know, the, you were ahead on the judges' scorecards anyway, even if you didn't get that knockout. Oh, it was Grant the, Dawson. Grant Dawson. That's probably what I'm thinking, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, the uh, the incredible win by Nganu. I mean, uh, Stipe, look, I know that heavyweights are going to be different in weight, but giving away 29 pounds, uh, and it's, just, it's, it's crazy. And I know that was probably to stay fast inside that small octagon. I think he probably wanted to be able to try to tire Francis out. What, what do you think the, the fact that he came, he gave away 12 more pounds than he did in the first fight. Was it that much lighter than the first one? Yeah, 12 pounds difference. There's a 17 pound difference in the first one. I want to say uh, uh, 263 to 246. And then this time it was uh, two, uh, whatever he came in at 34 to 263. Yeah, it was a good fight, man. I mean, Angano looked so much different in terms of like how poised he was and taking his time and, and not rushing in, not swinging crazy haymakers, using his jab and those couple big leg kicks he threw, which Looked like they did some serious damage. Like, I don't want to get kicked by that. And um, I think Stipe just made one mistake. He cracked him with the right hand, thought he had him hurt worse than he did, yeah. and right. tried to rush in. And, man, and Gano's got those long arms and just do that left hook in there, hit him right on the button and folded him backwards. Uh, I mean. I wonder if those, his leg's okay. The way his leg yeah. is very strange. I hope his leg is okay. You know what weapon Engano seems to have too? And I want was it against JDS he did it or someone or Curtis Blue? Somebody he did it where during the takedown where he kind of scoots around to the back and he's so strong and his arms are so long, he does that wraparound punch, which he nailed Stipe with. And I I, I might have been junior that he nailed with, but very few guys can kind of scoot to the back that quick and wrap around and hurt you as effectively as he can. Um, and, and I forget who else he used that on. Yeah, but he really hurt Stipe with that punch. I, I, I wonder yeah. what's next now. Do they have the trilogy? Do they make that John Jones fight? I mean, what do they do? Is Jones I, I think, or Dark Lewis? Well, I think Stipe deserves that the, you know, another fight with him. I mean, the guy's the, the greatest ever with that, with as far as with what he's accomplished. That yeah. yeah. I almost don't want to see him get hit. I don't want to see the guy's lights go out like that again. I, I don't. I mean, I mean, that could happen to anybody. But geez, man, I mean, I don't know. He might have to take some time off. I don't like anybody's life. I mean, that, that was rough. There was an interesting stat, did you, and I read this the day after. They said that since their first fight, Stipe has taken three hundred and eleven significant strikes, and Ngannou has taken thirty-four. That like before before this fight. So uh, the fact that Stipe has taken damage and he did get knocked out once, he's fought a lot more rounds. Uh, I think if they fight again, it's 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 going to be very tough for Stipe just because he's he's uh you know he's taking a lot more damage in that time. Yeah, he's a little older too. He's he's definitely got to take some time. He said he's got his son that's going to be born in the summertime, yeah. so he's going to take some downtime with that. So which I think would be good. Yeah, uh, we got Murray in the radio. All right, Aljo, good talking to you, man. Look, I'm happy for you that they gave you the belt because again, it's going to be more money, more pay per view stuff for you when you come back. I know that's not how you wanted to win it. Uh, it was obvious when you dropped it in the cage. This is not what you wanted, but you know, all things being equal, uh, he did a, what he did was disqualifiable. Um, and there's no reason that you should have to wait around hoping you get a rematch when a guy uh, does something that is as aggressive as kneeing you when he knows you're down. And you know what I mean? I, I think you're, you're totally justified in getting the belt. So uh, look forward to seeing you fight again. You know what you have to do from here, you, you know, yeah. I'll tell you right now, you know, the, the next fight goes decisively your way. You make a highlight reel of this guy. No one's talking about this fucking bullshit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. How long are you in town for? Um, I really don't know until I get the surgery scheduled and, yeah. All right, man. I'll hit you up later, man. See when you need to stop by the school. All right. All, All right, right, man. Good talking to you, Joe. All right. Later, fellas. All right. Take care, man. Later, funk master. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There she is. Hello. Hi. What's How up, Miranda? Hi, I'm doing well. I feel like I just seen you. When when were you at my school? I came up uh, two weekends before my fight. So I was there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember the exact date. Yeah, it was two weeks Not before. Even. Yeah. So like, yeah. That, yeah, traveling that close to a fight. Now, what's that about? I, I know you were getting working on the road, but. Is that just well, I had plans already before I got my fight rebooked and I couldn't really, you know, avoid them. Unfortunately, went up there for something important. And then aside from that, also had that documentary that I was getting ready for. And I had to travel to Michigan for that. But, yeah, just made sure I got in work and I was only gone for the weekend um, and headed right back. So honestly, I would already had a break that weekend anyway. That documentary you were talking about. Yeah. What's that? Yep. What, what's that about? It's a, after the cage. I'm actually part of it. Matt Hughes is in it. Dan Severn is talking about just some of the, you know, OG fighters, like their, um, you know, futures after they were done with the cage and then showed some of the up and comers too from the women's division. So I had me, Alicia Zapatella, who's an Adam Waite, um, Brooke Mayo, a few other girls. Well, what are you, that, are, you uh, are you still going for your PhD in uh, organizational psychology? And I also yes. want to ask exactly what is that? Like, what's the difference between that and, and just psychology? Right. So, yes, I am getting my PhD in industrial organizational psychology. Um, I'll have my master's hopefully by July, I think, is the deadline. So I'm hoping to have it around June and done with that. My classes for the PhD will be done by December. And then it's just dissertation and research from there to get the PhD. Um, what that is, is more like business psychology is how I simplify it for people. So I'm kind of like a business consultant. I go in and do the testing for new employees. I'm the one that looks at, you know, how to make better outcomes for a company, kind of like a glorified human resources specialist, except I also work in the cost risk analyses department. Now, when you do a, a, your, your dissertation, that's a big paper you write at the end and you have to come up with what you want to write it on. Uh, how do you determine that? And do you know what you want to write yours on? I'm not sure what I want to write my dissertation on quite yet. Um, my thesis is actually over how COVID-19 affected gyms and gym employees. So that one was interestingly associated with sports psychology as well. And I'm hoping I can connect the same kind of thing for my dissertation, whether it be continuing to look at the effects of COVID-19 or whether it just be different demands and resources available for gyms around the nation or you know, something of that sort. I want to work with employee satisfaction and positive outcomes and see how to make those better for uh, specifically the sports environment. So you said you grew up in the Midwest. Is that right? Yes, sir. In Missouri. 
And I see the the family farm. I'm reading about you working. What did you working on the family farm? You have a farm. You grew up on a farm. Yeah. So right now, my dad actually has a ranch in Missouri. Um, we have about 800 acres right now, and hoping to be growing that myself soon enough. Um, but we have land out there. We have beef cattle that we've had since I was a kid. And as I grew up, we actually moved around a lot. My dad was a real estate developer, but more like rural properties. He would buy up land that was kind of like junk land or hunting land and clean it up and make it into a show place, sell it and go right to work on the next one and took us kids with him. So I grew up building fence every other year, you know, and, uh, working with cows, pulling calves, taking up 50 pound feed sacks and carrying them on my shoulders and dropping buckets off everywhere. They do a thing now where you could hug a cow for money. Did you hear about that? <laughs> like in LA, my, uh, a friend of mine said she wants to go and hug a cow. Like you can do a thing where you could hug a cow. You might have to get into that department. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I guess they're big sweet animals. Are they nice or are they kind of shitty? Ours are super nice, but they can scare people because we'll like yell stampede to people who don't know them. But if you like <laughs> rattle a candy wrapper near our cows, they'll all like come running at you for like food. And they're just like super nice big dogs. Like they'll oh, just like. But they don't trample you. They just run and stop. Some are mean, but we don't have mean cows. So Now, do you feel bad when you eat a hamburger? <laughs> and no. you're petting like the owl all day, you're hanging out, they, you, <laughs> they run the, the cute, they run the, the candy, like the big hot doggies, and then you go in and you have like a big sloppy jelly. Yeah. You feel bad about that? No, I feel like we give them a good enough life. You know, we can have a chunk out of them once in a while. It's not a big deal. As long as it's not our little pet one, we're pretty happy with it. <laughs> well, this explains working on the farm. That's why she's got that Matt Hughes strength. She's working <laughs> on a farm all right. since she's a kid. Right? Do you explain? Because let me tell you. One thing I noticed about this last fight over the weekend with yourself and Jillian Robinson is your endurance. Like the way you just like you like just how you listen. You had to weather a storm in that second round, but the second you got back to your feet, it's as if you never hit the ground. It's like you just put your foot on the gas and came in just blazing, and and you just like you is that where do you where, do you, where how do you where'd you get that from? What are you doing? Where, well. Part of that honestly was part of the game plan. Like we know, you know, like everybody knows as soon as you take somebody down, you beat them up. You're just expecting them to get back up and be dead tired. Yeah. Like you're going to be dominant. You're going to be able to keep them there for a second. And my view was even if I get on bottom, I'm going to get up and make her pay for every second that she kept me there, you know? And so get right back up. To be honest, I was dying. My, my throat hurt. My chest was hurting, you know, like felt like I was running out in the cold for five miles, you know, but I was like, get up and go. She's not going to expect this. She's not going to be ready for it. And it's time to turn the judges heads around. And I feel like I did. Wouldn't it be nice to ask for a cup of water then? Like, wouldn't you like to be <laughs> a quick, just to get a sip, just a little parch. Wouldn't that be a nice time to just have a sip? Maybe. Or like a second to breathe. I remember I went to back to the corner right after the bell rang and I kept like shoving the water away with my coach's hand. I was like, I can't drink right now. I'll die. I'll like choke on it, trying to get a breath. So it took me a second to even get a drink. <laughs> it's crazy. And you look so fresh, even especially going to that third round. And that that's what really like made that. I mean, the first two, even though it was 30-27, that, that second round was close, but you really did win over those judges by going after her like a rabid dog. It was great. Yeah. It, was, it was exciting. Thank you. I feel like, you know, I, I know that was controversial to a lot of people. I think it was easily obvious I won, but yeah. I think that second controversial to people. But at the same time, like she might have controlled, but she did no damage, you know, and if anything, it probably looked better because she was touted as this BJJ artist and I was able to defend everything pretty competently and composed. Yeah. And once I got back up, was ready to go. And I think it's just a matter of you got to put damage on people. If you're going to put them on the ground, you got to go. 
judges are getting smarter and aware of what jujitsu is and, you know, the different positions. And I wasn't ever in danger in that second round. Now, growing up on the farm, how, when, when did the training begin with the martial arts? Um, that's hard to even say. My dad does not have formal training. You know, people assume he did, but we trained from a very young age, you know, even I never knew it, but I was learning jujitsu my whole life growing up, you know, like my dad didn't just like throw us on the ground and roughhouse with us. Like we were learning arm bars. I was learning how to heel hook. Like I was grabbing actual things that he would teach me from watching the UFC, to be honest, or wow. looking up YouTube, but he never had any formal training. But by the time I got into actual jujitsu, when I was 16 and went to a gym, my first class, I was beating up all their teenagers you know, just from what I had learned at home. And I was really strong. I'll be honest, like yeah. can't go in in high school and decide, oh, I'm going to lift weights now and become stronger than somebody who's basically been doing that since birth. You know, like my bones don't bend as easy. My tendons are bigger but just because I'm three years old, lifting more weight than I weigh just because that's what I do every day. It wasn't even like a thing of thinking, hey, I need to lift this. It was chores need done. I'm going to go do it. Well, Jimmy, that's that. Yeah. That's true, Jimmy. That's that farm strength. That's there is something about farm strength that real like you never want to fight somebody that grew up on a farm. It's because <laughs> everything you do requires strength or physical endurance, and you get fucking thick, strong wrists just yeah. from doing daily things. So going into the gym is like an extension of your daily life instead of something new that most people do. Yeah, I mean, I can tell a couple funny stories, like, and they sound like I'm making them up. But there's been a couple of times where my dad's like, you get a hold of that cow and you keep her on the ground. And this is a 1200 pound. Well, maybe not even that heavy, but like 800 pound cow. And you're having to like hold on to their head and just hold them on the ground, whether it be we're pulling their calf or, you know, giving a medicine, whatever. And you've got to just hold them on the ground as somebody that weighs like 120 pounds at the time. And I'm just like and struggling or, you know, you grab a calf to tag them and you got to grab them by the tail as they're kicking and trying to run and throw them on the ground. Like just that kind of stuff you don't. You don't get that from a, a bench press. Have you ever taken a good kick from a horse or a cow, like a good hoof? I've definitely taken a good kick or two from a cow. <laughs> where, where did they get you? Um, once in the arm. I still have a pretty big scar from it, um, from a milk cow that kicked the crap out mm -hmm. of me one time. And then uh, once just in the stomach, but uh, that's fine. Like, you can take that. Now, what were you doing? Were you trying to milk the cow or did you just sneak up on it and it just slammed no, you? I was trying to milk the cow that time. I was about 12 years old. Yeah. And she kicked you. Yeah. And then we beat, beat her up. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be careful. Like the, I'm always afraid of getting kicked in the face when I get behind a horse or it yeah. always just scares you just me. Gotta, you've got to understand their mechanics. Like they have to raise up and go out before they can kick you. It's not like their hips go sideways. Right. So as long as you're like parallel to them, they can't really get you in the face. Yeah. But you don't understand how bad my reflexes are. Like you don't understand how slow I am. So if they did raise their leg and kick, I would probably just go, what are they doing? And then I'd have a hoof in my fucking mouth. So yeah, it's a scary life, a scary life. Did you get stung by a lot of bees growing up? I'm obsessed with bees. Oh, my goodness. What? It's funny that you asked that. We actually own honeybees. Uh, we had three hives at one point. And funny story is I'm the one, like my dad was like, you can be in charge of them if you want to. And I was like, yes, please. So I go, I buy honeybee hives at a pretty young age. It was like one of my inve first investments, I guess you'd call it. I love honey. My whole family loves honey. So we decided to have them ourselves and uh, found out four stings into it that I'm basically deathly allergic to bees. Oh, and <laughs> oh no, really? Time they would sting me. I got stung in the face. This isn't a joke. Like every time I ever got stung, I got stung like here or on the nose. Like every time I get stung on the face and I would get super swelled up, look like elephant man. Right. 
And uh, we thought I was just really allergic. Took me to the hospital and stuff. Find out after another time of bees attacking me, I got stung like five times. But this time it was like on the arm. I got stung like on the hip. Didn't swell up at all. It just looked like a little mosquito bite. So all it was was the face was really sensitive. Um, and we kept the bees and we still have two hives, I think. Um, and get honey from them every year. So wait, do you walk over there without a mask? Because I've seen v- videos of guys taking beehives down and they smoke them a little bit and they <laughs> they have no gloves and no mask. It's, it's crazy. I definitely wear the bee suit every time we get honey from them, but you can walk by bees. You know, they're not violent. It's not African bees coming after you or like Winnie the Pooh in the cartoon. Like you have to torture them before they'll do anything. But every once in a while, you know, one will get mad and like, you know, you'll have a kid, we'll be playing by them or you'll have a dog bark at them too loud and get too close and they'll come after you. And that's usually when I would get stung that I was weed eating one time and got stung because I was a little too close to him making sound, I guess. So, you know, just different stuff. But generally, it's not like you the cartoons where you have a whole hive after you or anything. Yeah. It's a few of them. They're not like yellow jackets. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I have a terrible fear. I go on YouTube and I watch beehive removal. So living on a farm, I just think like there's nothing but like you're you're begging for a lot of bees to be in a corner somewhere of a barn. And that, that that's the part that I would hate. Yeah, well, sometimes we've actually seen a swarm before and got them. It's just super cool. You know, you have so many unique experiences growing up on a real farm. I have people tell me all the time, I grew up on a farm and then you find out they had 20 acres and like one chicken. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so you have no farm. But, you know, people perspective is everything. Right. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I grew up like working hard. And I can honestly say I grew up like a adult man as far as farm work and what I was doing. And to be honest, now my brother's taken over most of it and he gets all the torture of the farm work. And now I'm off getting my education. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it's so mature for, yeah. for 23 years old. Yeah. Miranda. Thank you. You know, you don't got time for video games and nonsense. You're on the farm. And I love hearing Jimmy. Like this like you hear Thank about you. these stories of Jimmy. I, I love hearing from you too, Jimmy. Oh, sorry, Miss I love hearing stories about her with the cows and pinning them down. Like you hear her babies wrestling bears. You got Miranda pinning down cows. This is these are the stories you want to hear. This is where you get that strength from. I was wondering. You you see her in the in, when she's in the octagon, man. I'm like, what what what's her workout routine? You know, it's pinning down cows. <laughs> I have like women, especially, ask me in the gym all the like your shoulders. How do I get your shoulders? How do I get your legs? And I'm like, blah. Go work on my farm for like ten first years of your life. I don't I don't I work out. I guess I have my strength and conditioning. I do every once in a while. But to be totally honest, I'm not super like. I don't keep to that near as much as I keep to the other priorities of training just because I, that's not the focus, you know, and I don't really lift weights on a regular regimen. I do more of like strength and conditioning stuff, cardio stuff. Um, so I just have like a lot of good genetics. I'll be honest. I got great genetics for building muscle and grew up on a farm. And then aside from that, pick people up and do jujitsu and MMA with them all the time. As far as competition goes, how many, did you have a bunch of amateur fights to know? I had eight amateur fights. Okay. And how many, you have jujitsu matches? Oh, I don't even know how many to tell you jujitsu matches. I've had hundreds of jujitsu matches, probably up to 200 before I ever um, got into MMA. Well, that's, this makes sense. Cause she looks so comfortable. You only, that was your second fight in the UFC and you're, you look so comfortable in there. You look very comfortable. Were you always comfortable competing? Yeah. Um, and you know, jujitsu gets more and more comfortable. The more you fight MMA, it just becomes such an unthreatening thing. Like jujitsu, I'm like, I can tap and I'm out. Like, it's not a big deal, you know, to where it's like my life's on the line, or at least that's how I think of it. Every time I go into that cage, it's the most serious sport in my ever be in your life is on the line, but 
jujitsu. Now I literally, I get made fun of by other people who are getting ready for competitions. Cause I'll be like napping on the sidelines and they'll call my name and I'm like, okay, all right, I'll go. And it'll be an IBJJF like pans last year. I won pans and I was just like, literally over there coaching some of the kiddos. And then they're like calling my name and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a second. And like go in there and go win my match. And they're like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, this is nothing to me. You know, like one, I'm not getting paid. Two, I'm not going to get hurt and I'm going to win. Like, it's not even pressure to me anymore to where MMA is a, a different story. I love it. That's awesome. Well, you look great. It was really, really a, a fun fight to watch. And do you have any, uh, anybody lined up in your mind for next? Whoever they give you, obviously. But is there anybody who you're looking at? Like, yeah, that's who I would like. Um, I told him in the after fight interview, and I hope it happens. I want Antonina. Um, I want one Shevchenko sister and then the next. Sure. I want to bide my time. I'm not saying I want the title shot right away. You know, I, I want to improve as I move up as well. I don't think I'm anywhere near my prime. And I think I continue to improve in between every fight. But I'm in the, I think, um, as of today, I'll be in the top 15. And uh, if that actually happens, I want to just keep working my way up the ladder, you know, one fight at a time. But yeah, I'd like to fight Antonina. I'd like to fight Caitlin Chukagian. Somebody like that, throw them at me. People yeah. keep entertaining the idea of me and Macy and I'll address that right here. Now, my only thing against that, um, you know, I get the, I get the attention that it gets, you know, we're both young fighters. We're both the, the futures of the sport as they want to call it. But my view is there's a lot of older girls in the division, you know, that honestly, somebody needs to just wreck ball and get them out of there <sighs> and have all these young girls like fighting against each other. Even me and Jillian, you know, she's a young girl up and coming and they, keep ruining one of us, you know, by always putting the young girls against each other and knocking them down while there's seven or eight girls that are older. that have just been stagnant in the division now for a while. Like why not let me and Macy fight once we're up there, once we're up there and then we'll fight each other. That's my opinion. But Whatever fight they give me, I'm ready to go. You want to clean all these old people out and then, and then, and then you and Macy fight. Quite a stagnant division. They whine about it all the time, how the flyweight division has no contender and then they won't let anybody have a chance. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, we'll be seeing you I again, Miranda. It. Absolutely. It was great talking to you and uh, congratulations on an awesome fight. You looked really, really good Thank and, and uh, so much fun to, to talk to. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, Miranda. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take Bye, care. Man. Nice talking to you. Take care, Miranda. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I guess we should talk about the fights for a couple of minutes before we uh, wrap up. We talked about Francis. I think that, uh, you know, I know John Jones is a really smart businessman and he's looking at making more money. Of course, that's the smart thing. I think he'd be crazy to not take this Ngannou fight right now. 
Um, because, but I'm just as interested to see Ngannou, Derek Lewis, even though it's a rematch, I would be just as interested to see that Cyril gone is working his way up. I don't think he's ready yet for a, a championship match, but he's another guy in that division that has looked really incredible. Um, I, I don't think he's ready for Francis yet, but Cyril gone and Francis somewhere down the road might be, uh, an interesting fight, but I think Cyril, Ga I'm, I'm sorry, Francis against uh, Derek Lewis, if John Jones doesn't want it, is the next fight to make. I, I love seeing the reaction of uh, people in his hometown, uh, Francis's hometown. In Cameroon? Yes, Cameroon, yes. And they show them reacting with just when he won. It was the live reaction. It was really nice. He's a nice man, too. We've talked to him a lot. As much as I love Stipe, and I was sad to see him go down in the second round, um, because, again, I, he's such a great fighter and he's a nice guy. I was happy for Francis, too, because, like, you know, Stipe has had the belt. He's lost it. He's gotten it back. Like, he's tasted all that great stuff. Yeah. And I was happy to see Francis uh, get it as well. And Because uh, in Ghana, it's not like he's 25 years old. I mean, he's also 34. So yeah. uh, I was really happy to see him, him get it. And, and he's a really nice guy. And he seemed genuinely thrilled to have the belt. It, it makes it very exciting. Yep. And, uh, well, I mean, listen, I, I just, I, I, I think, uh, Stipe has nothing to prove. He should just take some time off and, sure. and rest up. It's a great, he's having his, uh, second child. He's having a son soon. So, you know, listen, the guy's already a legend and I mean, and listen, I, I it, it, things are exciting though. I want to see what's next for Francis. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, what a, what a devastating heavyweight champion, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's just say really quick, Vicente Luque versus uh, Tyrone Woodley. Uh, even though Woodley lost to Dar's choke in the, uh, in the first round yeah. at uh, 356 in the first round, yeah. you know, Woodley did come to fight though. He, he looked great yeah. until that. Yeah. And uh, Vicente Luque, you know, he's a, he's just a stud and he's a, re I like him. He's very respectful, but he's like, yeah. Got that samurai, samurai quality to him. Like he's just, he's you know he, he's got a well-rounded fighter, and uh, I'll tell you, Woodley had his moments. He was that was that was that deservingly they got fight of the night, I believe. Yeah, and deservingly so because it was just, it was just a, a round of just you know Woodley did go for it, so I did love that he went out on his shield. Yeah, he did. You know, no no honor lost there. Uh and I want to see what's next for Vicente Luque because he's always been a stud. The only time I've ever seen him, you know, have any kind of hard time is with Wonderboy, which is uh, he's no one fun. figures him out he's easily. Just, yeah, that guy's just, you know, he's just uh, on a different level. I, I'm not a different level. Like just in a way, he is in the sense that he's just so unique that he gives. Every, he's a problem for pretty he's much a everybody. fucking nightmare to fight. He's Nobody wants to nightmare. deal with Wonderboy. He's a fucking he's nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> Because he doesn't, he, he kind of leans in, he backs out, he's all over the place, his feet never stop moving. He's a fucking nightmare to have to deal with. Um, we also, Sean O'Malley, again, looked really good, but there is still that, like him going for that knock. He made almost the same mistake twice, and the second time he did actually really, really, uh, uh, Almeida, he really pounded him while he was uh, on the ground there with that last shot. But that, first going for that highlight thing again he's a young guy and he wants to look good he kind of admitted that but you got to be very fucking careful of that because it almost cost uh rosenstrike wound up winning doing that but he shouldn't uh that fight against uh overeem should he should not have gotten that the referee yeah. should not have allowed that to happen and in this case you do that the walk-off home run you shouldn't be looking for that in these situations, I get how it feels great, but like, oh, oh, oh look at fucking Nganu. 
He never looks for that. He always, you have to literally get five guys to drag him off. He's never going to leave it to question. Um, he did it to Overeem when he was down. He did it to Stipe this time when he was down. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I like that it happened because it gave us more action. Sure. Look at the way it ended. Just devastating. It really, it was devastating. Yeah, it was, it was. It was brutal. And he got to show more skills. I love. I love the fake look away, almost as if he's going to spin, and he comes back with that right hand. It's so. He does so beautiful. I love his feints. Yeah. Because then people start biting him and then he starts spinning and then he's going back to that right hand. He's so, he's funny because he's like, I don't even think it's, he's like, I don't know if it's that I punch hard or that I'm like quick and accurate. Like he's very yeah. accurate. He lands right on the chin and it's right. And he's got, he's very good with his range. And, and I'll tell you, I, you know, listen, we talked about on here, how I wasn't, I mean, I even said I wasn't crazy how he handled his loss with, with uh, Cheeto Vera. And he's, what I do respect, and I think it's hysterical, that he's sticking with it, though. Yeah. So he's hearing it. I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm still saying I'm 13 now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny because when they announce it, yeah. they're like in 12 and one or whatever. I think it was 12 and one. And he's like, he's doing the old thing, like, oh, like he's like, like, you know what I mean? Like he's showing that, uh, that, that, you know, that he's, I don't know that he's not, he's not considering that a loss. He's saying that he's undefeated. So in his mind, he's, you know, he's sticking with that. So I want to see what's next to him, man. Yeah. I wonder if like, I mean, I don't know. I think Dominic Cruz is calling him out. I think that's a very interesting fight. Oh, Sean O'Malley against Dominic Cruz. Wow. Is that an interesting fight? Yeah. Uh, or else maybe even Chito Vera, them guys running it back. He lost to Jose Aldo. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, if you want to just really look like, Legit, legit, legitimize. No, legitimately, legitimately, legit, legitimately. Yes, yes, Jimmy. Say it again. Legitimately, legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? You actually—that's correct. The way you said, I apologize. I was wrong. Legitimately, there's a few L's in there. Uh, hold on. Oh, I'm lightheaded, Jimmy. I right, you can do it. Try it. Can I just get my bearings? Yeah. What is it again? Legitimately. Legitimately. No, <laughs> saying it right. That's how a grown ass man. Help me. He's saying it right. It's a hard word. Guys, let's cut this all out. No, you no. legitimately. No, no, seriously. Let's get it right. Yeah, I'm a grown ass man. Okay. Listen, and I my, my imagine this happened behind the desk. Yeah. This is why I'm not working behind the desk. Imagine I'm sitting here talking to Karen Bryan, and I'm like, well, legitimately. <laughs> Perfect. Just You're like, oh, uh, please, Michael Bisping, help us. This thing, sorry. Yeah. Dude, I'm a stuttering. No, you said it right. You said it right. Legitimately. Why can't I say it? I always can say it. I have my theory. Say it again. Wouldn't say it like again. it though, Matt. Legitimately. Stop it. Stop like, it. You're, right. fucking, you're being mean. No, say man. it right. Don't be a bully. Legitimately. Say Legitimately. Say it slowly. Legitimately. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Legit. <laughs> it. Legit, legit. Help me out, Help me out. I can't pronounce anything. It's perfect. I will never be behind it. I'm never. This is the only desk I'm ever behind. Yeah, it's fine. You actually got it. Legitimate. Why can't I say it? Well, I have a theory. Special in that way. Tell me. Um. No, we're not leaving until I get the word down. Legitimately. 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 Producers to come on and help me with this. Legitimately. Legitimate. Legitimate. No matter what I, I do, it's not. There's no fixing this. Yeah, there's three wheels. There's no way to fix this car. <laughs>
shit, legitimately. Perfect. Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see us know what we're going, we're doing. Antonio, let's look into a speech therapist. Yeah. To help out with the show. Sure. I'm only kidding. I listen, fuck that. And I don't even know why I was saying that shit. You were talking about um, something with uh, uh, Marlon Vera, uh, uh, Shiro Vera, and um, Sean O'Malley. There's a lot of good. Dominic Cruz O'Malley is a good fucking fight. If you literally want to make it legit, saying that you're 13 and all, you want to just erase that. I'm not trying to say that's right. Then fight, you should fight him again. Put him yeah. away or, or beat him, and then say, "Yeah, I see. I told you I didn't lose." Now it's legit. I could have just said that and save myself yeah, the embarrassment. Legit. The embarrassment of what I just went through. You know, Jimmy? O'Malley against any of these guys. Uh, Dominic Cruz, incredible fight. Uh, another uh, Marlon Vera rematch I would watch. Uh, Marais, I would, I mean, that fight doesn't suck. Again, that's a little bit high up. Uh, Marais is what's, or I mean, again, Rob Font is number three. You know what I like about him versus Dominic Cruz is styles make fights, and those two. Sugar Sean O'Malley and Dominic Cruz, they both have a unique style of fighting that's just unique to themselves. I'm telling you right now. Like, you look at the way they fight. There's other guys that might be like, oh, that's a little bit like that. But no, it's just the way they move. Like, the way Dominic Cruz moves is you only see Dominic Cruz move like that. You really do. I mean, sometimes Tim Elliott does some similar, like, you know, there's certain things you could say, oh, that's kind of like Dominic Cruz. But and then sugar, I mean sugar, Sean O'Malley. I mean, this even though I was like I was just saying that look away with the straight right. Who's doing that like that, uh, dude? It was so it's so fun to watch. Like you never know when something's gonna land. You're like ah, you're not like that. But you're like you know it's exciting. He's a really fun fighter. I was happy for him too because I like Sean. He's an exciting fighter. Um, and Almeida is so fucking tough. I mean, he really the fact that he got up after that. Um, and, and literally collected himself and then fought another two and a half rounds. Amazingly tough guy. Tough, tough guy. And I'll tell you right now, he did put a stamp on it with that last hand. Talk about being accurate with his strikes, even in the ground impound. Yeah, boom, yeah. He but he had to do that. Him. He had to. They didn't call the fight. He had to. He had to, man. He had to. Dude. But that's what I was saying about Francis is, is that murderous instinct that this is getting finished right now. Because a guy who hits that hard, you think would be more tempted to do that. Uh, like a guy like Francis, you would think is be more tempted to want to just drop you and throw his arms up. But man, he, he literally does not stop until they pull him off. You know, what's scary, man. Like, like her, like he knew it was over and you see him run to try to stop him getting that last shot. And, and it was just too late with, with, uh, with Francis. It's like, no, it's like one of those movies, like slow motion. No, you see the hand coming down. It's not like that at all, but it was something like that to me. Uh, Jimmy. He made tremendous adjustments too in that fight. I mean, literally so patient, not rushing in, not, uh, not gassing in the first. He really, really made some smart adjustments uh, in Gondo. Uh, I Man, what a, the whole main card. Incredible. Listen, the fights alone. I want to talk about some fights on the, on the undercard in a second really quick. But uh, before we get to that, before we get to that, we talked about Miranda Maverick. And, yep. and again, I always like to see Julian Robinson. I really thought that was a, it, it was, you know, two rounds to one with, with Maverick. Yeah. And uh, Julian, I thought won that second round. Yep. But uh, I'll tell you, man, that Miranda Maverick, she's very, but 23 years old. So mature. Yeah. So mature. And just, I don't know. I think, I think she's, a, she's just a beast. Man. She got that farm girl strength. Yeah. That was something else, man. 
And it's funny because when she brought that up about her and Macy Barber, that does sound exciting. But hey, man, I like her take on that. She's like, ah, let's get rid of the older girls. <laughs> she's funny. Yeah. You know, she's, funny. I think she just means that. I don't think she's afraid of anybody. She's just, yeah. And listen, Jamie Malarkey defeated Karma Worthy. Yeah. Karma Worthy didn't even know how long it took because he was like, what happened? And when the ref announced 46 seconds, he was like, what the fuck? Like, he, he really uh, got rocked because he did. He had no idea how long. I think he asked. I think he even asked uh, Malarkey how long was that or what happened. Yeah. Uh, he really uh, did not know what happened. So you're saying he wasn't worthy and you thought Worthy said that Malarkey was full of Malarkey. <laughs> Fucking mean to me, Jimmy. Jimmy, listen. That that we listen. You can keep in yeah. with me not being able to pronounce uh, legitimately. Oh, it has to be. Oh, legitimately. Yeah, I said it right. You got it. You got it right. I got it right. Yeah, but Do anyway, it. You Do it again, real quick. You got it. Legitimately. Perfect. Legitimately. Legit. Legitimately. No. I, no. <laughs> That's wrong. Legitimately. No. Legitimately. I'm fucking it up now. Yeah, yeah. You had it before. Uh, am I fucking it up? I said it right before though. Just yeah, but legitimately, yeah. All right, anyway, keep that uh, shit in. Yeah, of course. But whatever else. I, um, Metafield over uh, Charant. That was a uh, 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 Devon Flute in the first. I, I know that uh, Fabio Charant was kind of a last minute replacement. Uh, he came in, uh, came in a little uh, heavy. I think he had to forfeit twenty percent of the two hundred six point five. Yeah, but uh, you know, Metafield still looked really great. I was showing my students the other day some Escape from the Guillotines. So you protect it by grabbing the wrist of the arm that's around your neck. You hug over the back so the guy can't arch back and just strangle you. Yeah. And then you walk away from where the head is. You take him down. You end up in that same position. And you could just put that Von Flew on and you could just close that carotid artery, Jimmy. And I love yeah. it. I yeah. love it, love it, love it. You know? Yep. So guys really have to know. Someone that, you got to know, especially with those guillotines. When you guys between your legs, you know, uh, it's all good. Close guard, even better. Finish up with that guillotine choke. But when a guy is clearing your legs, now not only that, not only you're not choking him, you're holding him across your side, and you're leaving that arm out for the taking, or you're leaving yourself able to get fucking put to sleep with these with these uh, carotid artery chokes like the Von Flu. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm just trying to help people out. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Right, Jimmy? Yeah, I think you are, Jimmy. Yes. You know what I was, you know what I you know how you get into stuff on like YouTube and like it just goes down like a rabbit hole. Yeah, sure. Uh, I saw that guy who was the, the Van Quidlogist. Ooh, not bad. I said, no, that try again. I think Otto, you had Otto, Otto something or rather. And Otto and on, George. Yeah. He's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. He passed away. He died. Yeah. Okay. But he was, um, I heard him on your show and I heard some stuff of that. And he was actually, for people that don't know, he was a, want to explain what he did? He was a, he was really funny. He was dirty. He was ventriloquist. He was filthy. With a his, puppet. Like, with his material, yeah. with his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, dummy George. He was so funny. Um, did he do it with that? Did he do comedy without the puppet? Or no, he just did it with that. that no, just thing. with, I mean, that was his thing. He's a ventriloquist. And, uh, he made me laugh. I, I did. I spent a lot of time with Otto in my life, a lot of oh, traveling, oh. a lot of, driving uh we we worked together quite a bit i'm not trying to bring you down but no, it's okay I, I just i actually just seen that oh good and then it, you know then then it leads to something else then you're like oh man you know and you're like this guy is freaking hysterical he, I, was, I, he was he was really funny yeah really funny picture not, not andrew dice clay with a puppet but really like raunchy yeah like you know what i mean like that type of thing really dirty. but anyway i like finding new stuff like warrior yeah. jimmy give it a shot okay. oh my goodness 
I'm telling you right now. Uh, what are the fights that we talk about? Uh, what's, what about um, uh, Bubakar Nurmagomedov over Jared Gordon? Also a really, really great fight. Unanimous decision. Um, I mean, he looked, it, there was no question. He clearly I mean, won. I'll tell you, I like the striking. You know, he didn't look desperate to get it to the floor. No. You know what I mean? I like, you know. That was was it the third before? He, I, I mean, he had a, a, he did some good groundwork. I think it was in the third round. Oh, yes, yes. And when he did get it down, yeah, man, it's a freaking problem. Uh, so I, I, I want to see what's next with him. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. The next fight, Jimmy, can you just pronounce that for me? Because I don't want to hurt these guys' names. Oleg Sechek, yeah. Yeah, well, Oleg no. Michael, Michael, Michelle, Mikhail. Mikhail, I'll tell you, Mikhail, Jimmy. Yeah, he he was like just like a, a bull, and and uh, Bukakis being the uh, Bukakis, Bukakis, yeah, looking to be the matador, but uh, you know he was storming forward, and he got. I, I agree with the decision. Yeah, I yeah. do. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, uh, I, I like the I like the the the, the contrast and styles there, Jimmy. Let me tell you something. I enjoyed the card the other night. I really I did, did too. Incredible, you great know? great night of fight. Congratulations to uh, Francis Ngannou, a uh, really one of the nicest guys we've interviewed. I mean, he's just a nice person. So uh, I'm I'm happy for him, and I, I'll be interested to see who he fights next. I say it's going to be John Jones. I think Jones is nuts. Although to go up to heavyweight, and this is the first guy you got to deal with this fucking behemoth is the first guy you have to fight at heavyweight is a very tall order, but they're going to go back to live venues soon. So probably wow. will be in a bigger octagon. I'm assuming it will be in a larger octagon, which will be an advantage. It'll be a little better for Jones than it was for Stipe here. Hey man, listen, it's exciting. No, listen, no matter who they put him in there with. Yeah. This is like, uh, it's got that Mike Tyson feel. You know what I mean? Back in the day. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Jimmy, you watching anything new? No. No, no new not really. Honestly, any new games on your Oculus Quest? I've kind of avoided the Oculus Quest for the last few weeks. No reason. I just got sick of it, and I'll go back to it soon. Well, you know me, Matt. I'm in and out of uh, good moods, bad moods, good moods, happy moods. I'm all over the place. Call, when, when you're in a dark place, I'm a phone call away. Not, not literally in a dark yeah. place. Don't call no. me when you're in a dark place like that. Literally, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're in a dark place in your mind, you can always call me, Jimmy. Thank I you. remember when I was, I called you when I was upset about something. And you, and I know, but I'm sorry I hung up on you and said I'm, I'm busy. I feel guilty about that. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you want to plug, buddy? New Chip Podcast is up with uh, Anthony. Uh, of course, my regular uh, Zia is on and uh, the great Paul Verzi, who is a truly hilarious comedian um, up on uh uh, youtube.com slash chip chipperson and uh, jim norton and sam roberts monday through thursday on sirius xm oh jimmy um myself i'm just on cameo much like yourself and chip yeah you know i i do some birthday cameos yeah me sing. too i sing. i do i i do like i try to do extra like i just like have conversations with myself on there so i might ramble but i try to make it fun you know if it's fun for me hopefully it's fun for them yeah, that's it. And then I listen, besides that, you can see me at Sarah BJJ in Huntington teaching all Mark's Camorras, maybe getting out of some side control. All fun stuff. Yeah. Jimmy, I will see you in a couple days, my man. All right, pal. See you in two days. If you get back on the Oculus sooner than then, hit me up and we'll squat up. Okay. I would like that. Bye, Jimmy. See you, buddy. Bye, guys. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland. And discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion 
and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.